Man, it feels good to be back. Welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gents. I know it has been an extremely long time and you have been waiting patiently for me to release another episode of Sports Bar Jockeys. And I can tell you in confidence that this podcast is going to be back on the map better than ever and also way faster. Okay, these episode times were getting a little bit too long there towards the end, made it a little bit harder to edit content and a little bit harder to get content out to you guys. So from now on, we're going to keep it quick, simple, and we're going to try to release episodes daily, but I don't know how that's going to work out. So we're just going to give it a shot and see how we can do. We're also going to be putting up the original official Sports Bar Jockeys Instagram page. That is going to debut today. Um, sometime this afternoon, I'm going to publish that and I'm going to have links to our podcast on the uh, Instagram page. And we're going to be posting things probably daily um, about the different things that we're talking about. And we encourage you guys to obviously reach out, get in contact with us. Um, maybe have some guests on the show. It's going to make things a lot easier, a lot smoother moving forward. So it's going to be a little bit more official than it used to be, but we're picking up where we left off talking sports from the bar stool. So I'm here by myself today for a solo episode because I'm going to get one out to you guys quick, just so that I can shout out the debut of our um, Instagram page. So check out Instagram. Uh, I'm not sure what the tag is going to be yet. Like I said, I'm still working on it, but hopefully it'll be at Sports Bar Jockeys. So you guys go ahead and feel free to check that out. You can also just Google us, look us up on Bing. And uh, the first thing that pops up for Sports Bar Jockeys is going to be our podcast. So it's going to have a link to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, or wherever you can find our podcast. Of course, those are going to be the old episodes. So it's going to be a little bit less current. And uh, yeah, we're going to start over right now. The season number three, this will be season number three of uh, Sports Bar Jockeys. We had a season one that didn't last super long. Then we had a hiatus. Um, and then we had a second segment there that started last year in 2022. And then another hiatus in August. And I solely blame the Philadelphia Phillies for the hiatus that this, <laughs> this podcast has just endured. Um, yeah, baseball is very stressful, uh, especially with your, if you're as uh, passionate a fan as I am um, about my Phillies. And the way that last season ended, if any of you follow baseball, which I'm hoping all of you do, you understand why a Phillies fan would probably not want to talk sports for a little while after what they just witnessed. So the Cinderella run to the World Series ended in flames, and now <laughs> we are back at square one, and it's been a heck of an offseason for the Philadelphia Phillies, so it's hard not to be excited after looking at all the rankings that are coming out recently about the upcoming baseball season. Um spring training. Obviously, pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting here in a few weeks, so we're going to get some baseball content out to you guys, but mainly just some some disappointment on my end, but now some just excitement and um, yeah, energy about this season, this upcoming season. There's a lot of hope in Philadelphia right now, okay? Not just the Phillies, but we got to talk a little bit of football here in this 15 minutes. The Philadelphia Eagles, okay, are they going to be able to pull this off? They've been the best team in the league all year, but are they going to be able to win it? Are they going to come back and uh, <laughs> get a win for old Nick Sirianni and the boys? Um, I think it'd be pretty cool if the, if the Eagles can pull it off this year. I think uh, the city would need that. The city would love to have uh, a champion. I would have loved it to be the Phillies, but uh, I'm, I'm okay with the Eagles winning it all, you know, and uh, 
I think that uh, they have a legitimate chance. It's it's going to be a tough road. Obviously, Jalen Hurts has not been fully healthy here lately, but uh, after that, uh, obviously, bye week that they earned uh, barely, but the bye week that they did end up earning uh, might help Jalen get to full health. I don't I don't believe he'll be at 100% health for this upcoming game, but I don't think he needs to be. I think there's enough guys on that team, on the Eagles team, that can make up for Jalen not being at 100%. Jalen at 85-90% is better than still 90% of quarterbacks out there in the NFL. So I'm okay with Jalen Hurts being at 85-90% for this game uh, against the Giants. Uh, if I remember correctly, so the Eagles are playing the Giants, and uh, that's this weekend. So uh, Wild Card Weekend was last weekend. There were some crazy games, um, and now the divisional round is going to be this coming weekend. So right now it is Thursday the 19th. Um, so the 21st, Saturday the 21st, and Sunday the 22nd is going to be divisional weekend for the NFL. So we're starting to get to playoff time. We're definitely going to have football to talk about before the season's over because obviously <laughs> this is the most important part of the entire season. Season, um, it's just been a stressful run, as I said. Um, watching the Steelers, uh, watching them get basically robbed uh, of a postseason berth, where I do truly believe, and will say on record, they could have beat the Buffalo Bills um, in the first round. It, it's 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 annoying because there's teams like the Dolphins that go in there without their quarterback, without uh, their running back, and uh, they're able to almost beat the Bills. I mean that game. <sighs> I don't know. I honestly, I expected the Bills to blow them out of the water. So did everybody else. But the Dolphins stayed in the water and they kept swimming until that game was over. So uh, it's very confusing how that game was even close. Um, It's very confusing how the uh, Ravens-Bengals game came down to the wire. I mean, it makes you wonder sometimes how close some of these games are. It, It looks like on paper these teams are not even close. And then they go out there and play a close, good football game. The one game I did expect to be what it was, was the Jaguars and Chargers game. I mean, that game was everything and more. Okay. The Chargers come out hot and they're dominating. I mean, it looks like, oh my gosh, do the Chargers have enough juice to make it all the way? Is this the year? Is Justin Herbert finally being in postseason? Is Does this make sense? Is, is Herbert one of those quarterbacks that just does better in the playoffs? He didn't play a splendid game, but when they're up 20 something, I think it was what, 27, nothing. You got to think, oh, yeah, well, he's playing mistake-free football, right? I mean, he missed a couple throws. There was a very key touchdown that he overthrew, I believe it was Keenan Allen, um, and then that was a turning point in the game. When that happened, me and the people I was watching the game with all agreed that that was the turning point of the game, and the Jags were going to make a comeback. And before that game started, I did predict the score to be 31-30. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but 27 nothing. it wasn't looking good for me to to win that bet, and then it ended up being 31-30. Um, but the Jaguars, um, with Doug Peterson, Dougie P, got to have respect for Dougie, Dougie P. Um, obviously, being a, a PA sports fan like I am, um, got to love Dougie P. You know, shout out Dougie P. He's got the, the Jags in a really good spot right now. Um, they made it farther than a lot of people thought they were going to, in my opinion. I said at the beginning of the season that I thought the Jags could be this year's Bengals. I don't believe that anymore, um, just because I do not like their matchup here in the second round. I don't think that the Jags have a firepower to beat Kansas City. Uh, also, I just don't believe in Trevor Lawrence. I have said since day one that Trevor Lawrence is a complete and total bust, and I'm sticking by my word. I'm not going to change my mind about Trevor. Um, you know, he had flashes down there at the end of the season where he was having some pretty good games and starting to make me not make me reconsider. Cause as I said, he is a bust. Um, 
at least not a first round, first overall pick kind of guy. I, I don't think he's that good. But if you look back at some of the other first overall picks over the years, he ain't that bad, right? So it could be worse. It could be more of a bust, but I still think he's a bust. I, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but he's showing those flashes and everybody's like, oh, get on the Trevor Lawrence hype wagon, you know? And uh, if you hop on the bandwagon, you're probably riding the Jags all the way to the Super Bowl. But I just don't see him getting there is the problem. Um, I feel like Kansas City is still ridiculously good. Um, have a huge step up on a lot of other teams in the postseason field because of their experience getting to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl in the past. Recently, you got a guy like Andy Reid as your head coach and a guy like Patrick Mahomes at your quarterback. You literally have a chance every single season, no matter what the rest of the supporting cast is. So talking about Andy Reid, one of the best coaches uh, and Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback, it's impossible to beat a combination like that. You can take Tyreek Hill out of the equation and still be a Super Bowl winning team. And this is proof that it is, it's more than just, you know, a couple guys that are making the plays. Like Patrick Mahomes is just that good. So it's going to be hard for a team like Jacksonville to knock off a team like Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes doesn't make the mistakes that Trevor Lawrence makes. Okay, if that game that the Jags played last week against the Chiefs or against the Chargers would have been the Chiefs, they would have had no chance, no shot in hell at coming back in that game because Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs know how to ice a game. The Chargers have always had issues with that type of thing, okay? The Chiefs are a proven winning team. They have the formula to win Super Bowls. So, in games like that, they are able to put the opponent away, whereas teams like the Chargers struggle to do that mightily. Whether it's the Chargers failing to come back, making a late game, um, like making an effort late in the game to make a comeback and falling just short, or having a lead, blowing the lead, and just losing by a few points. That has been the Chargers thing. I mean, on paper, the Chargers are one of the most talented teams in the entire NFL. One of the most talented teams. And for them to be disappointing like they were this year, I understand the injuries, I understand, but for them to be disappointing like they were this year, I just... Yes, it would have been different if they had Joey Bosa all year. Yes, it would have been healthy with, uh, ha- uh, better with a healthier um, and a even able to play J.C. Jackson. It uh, would have been easier with a uh, healthy Mike Williams, a uh, Keenan Allen for the entire season, not just a couple weeks here and there. I mean, you are missing a lot of key pieces to the puzzle. But I don't like to make those type of excuses because there are teams that have been able to make it that far with similar injuries and just worked through it, just been resilient and made it all the way. So the Chargers really don't have a huge excuse. And I kind of agree with them if they fire their coach. I mean, I like Staley, but I kind of agree with them if they fire the coach because with the team that they have, they should be able to win more than like 10 games, okay? They really should. Even if they get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, 10 wins for a team like that, regardless of who's hurt on your team, is kind of a little bit embarrassing, okay? You're talking about pulling in a guy like Khalil Mack. You're talking about having one of the best quarterbacks in the league and Herbert, one of the best running backs in the league and Eckler. Um, no matter who's at wide receiver, Herbert was making the offense work with a lot of different receivers over the course of the season. And when Allen was hurt and when Williams was hurt, he was still finding guys like Palmer and Carter and you know what I mean? So, and Everett looked really good for them at tight end. I mean, a lot of their pickups, recent pickups have actually panned out really well for them. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me how they end up barely squeaking in the playoffs and then get knocked out by a team like Jacksonville. I, I on paper, I still think that the Chargers are better than the Jacks and, even though, like I said, I did pick the Jags to win that game in a close one, 
they're a <laughs> I will take Justin Herbert over Trevor Lawrence any day of the week. You know what I mean? You four picks in the first half of that game, which is exactly what I expected to see out of Trevor Lawrence. But then at the end of the first half, they start to get a little bit of momentum and it swings into the second half where the second half was just all Jags. Nothing the Chargers could do to stop it. It was just... Trevor still wasn't playing perfect football, but he was playing good enough that they were scoring points and he did what he had to do. For a guy to throw four picks and come back and win a football game in a playoff environment is just, I mean, that just blows my mind. So I might still think Trevor Lawrence is a bust, but I did gain a little bit of respect for Lawrence after that performance. So that's all I'll say about Trevor. That's all I'll say about the Jags. And that's all I'll say about the Chargers for today. I just don't think the Jags have a legitimate shot against Kansas City. I think Kansas City is too much of a juggernaut. And as much as I would love to see Dougie P versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl, which is something that Cabbage actually predicted, if uh, Dougie P and the Jags could make it to the Super Bowl and play the Eagles, that would be a very interesting Super Bowl, to say the least. But I just don't see it happening. So... Chiefs, yeah, I see them winning this week. Um, Eagles this weekend, I, I see them winning this weekend as well. Um, the, the Giants are coming in hot. Daniel Jones played the best game of his entire damn life uh, last weekend. I mean, Daniel Jones looked like an MVP candidate last week. I have... I mean, is the Vikings pass defense that bad? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. This is a completely different game. Daniel Jones is not Superman. Daniel Jones most likely won't have another game that good for the rest of his freaking career. <laughs> the Eagles are probably going to run the show here. Um, and I, like I said, Jalen Hurts at 85 90% against the Giants defense. I like that a little bit more than I like Daniel Jones against the Philadelphia Eagles stout defense. So... I still think Philly can pull it off. Like I said, Philly deserves a title right now after what happened to the Phillies. So let's root for the Eagles, all right? Um, so go Eagles. Um, and uh, the other games over the weekend are, are interesting as well. Um, obviously, in the AFC, and the other side of the bracket, we have the Bills and the Bengals, the game that we've been long awaiting uh, since that very complicated Monday night football game that messed with a lot of fantasy leagues. But... Um, yeah, we're obviously uh, excited to see that. Uh, if I had to pick between the Bills and the Bengals, of course, I'd like to see the Bengals win that game. And yeah, I'd probably pick the Bengals, actually. So yeah, not only do I want to see the Bengals win, but I think they will win that game. I think after playing the Baltimore Ravens two weeks in a row, a really good defense, I actually think they might have a little bit easier opponent here. Now, Josh Allen is going to put up a little bit more points than uh, Tyler Huntley was able to uh, uh, to produce and Anthony Brown the week before that. But I, I still think that the Bengals have the advantage here. You know, you, you don't want to bet against Chase uh, and, and, uh, and Mixon and, and Burrow and the boys. Uh, I think if if that team goes in there, that offense can kind of show what they're capable of and just uh, you know make things happen. They're they're uh, able to put points on the board. I mean that's that's what it's all about in a playoff game like that. I think that game is pretty much set up to be a shootout. So I don't know if it'll actually end up being a shootout, but it's set up that it's going to be Allen versus Burrow. You know, uh, touchdown, touchdown. You know, just back it down, up and down the field, just. Super exciting, explosive, high-octane offense. I would love to see that. I'm not opposed to that, okay? But it's still, it's it's up in the air as far as if that game's actually going to be that way or if it's going to be one of those super unpredictable games where they're going to have just trouble moving the ball. I don't know what the weather's going to be like, none of that. So I, I have no idea. If that's the game that's supposed to be in a dome because they have to play at a neutral site or something like that, then we could easily see both teams put up 30-plus points. And, and if that's the case, which I'd have to do a little bit more research on it, I'm more than willing to bet on the over in that game and take the Bengals to win it. Um, Burrow over Allen 
all day, every day. Joe Burrow over Josh Allen. Yes, I said Joe Burrow over Josh Allen. I do like Joe Burrow more than I like Josh Allen. Pretty much always have, I'll be honest. It sucks that we have to play the Bengals twice a year, <laughs> being a Steelers fan, but I am a huge Joe Burrow guy. So, big believer in Joe Cool, and I think the Bengals are going to pull that off. Um, I believe the Bills will probably be favored in that game. I don't even have to look at the line. I'm thinking they'd probably be favored in that game, but I'm taking the Bengals. Um, and then uh, the last matchup back over in the uh, NFC, uh, we got the Cowboys and the 49ers. Obviously, the story of that is Brock Purdy and how good he has played as the very last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. Um, so the storyline coming in is ever since the 49ers acquired Christian McCaffrey, they cannot lose. They literally cannot lose. So if I'm saying that there's a team that's a threat for the Philadelphia Eagles to make it to the Super Bowl, the hardest team for them to play in the entire field, not Kansas City, not Cincinnati, not Buffalo. I think it's San Francisco. I think the two best teams in the NFL this year, mark my word, the two best teams in the NFL this entire year are the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. I personally believe one of those two teams will win the Super Bowl. If I had to pick, I'm picking the Eagles or the Niners. I can't say that any of those other teams I have any confidence in at all, okay? The Buffalo Bills have had very, very bad moments. So have the Bengals. They both have the potential to go on a hot run and win it. I understand that. But if I had to go with consistency and um, just overall good team, good defense, good running game, everything, it's the Eagles, it's the Niners. And that is a dream NFC championship, okay? For any football fan, the Eagles and the Niners in the NFC championship, that is a amazing, splendid, perfect matchup for us to watch. That's even better than any matchup they could come up with for the Super Bowl. Eagles-Niners NFC Championship has to happen because that would just be an amazing experience for anybody involved. I mean, I can't think of two more closely matched teams. I really can't. I mean, I don't even know who I picked to win that game because I think the Niners are a legitimate problem for anybody. But I think the Eagles are a problem for anybody. So I don't want the NFL to rob us of this matchup. The NFL needs to give us this matchup. We need Eagles 49ers in the NFC Championship. And whoever wins that game, I'm taking them to win the Super Bowl. Okay? I believe in the NFC this year. I believe in those two alpha males. And if one of those teams can, can make it and be that juggernaut and get on top of the mountain, it's going to be tough to knock them off because they're both built to win for the next five years. Okay? They got young head coaches. Shanahan, Shanahan's still young. Um, Sirianni's young. Um, they got young quarterbacks. If Brock Purdy's the guy for San Francisco moving forward, which I do think they should name him starter. I'm not a big Trey Lance fan. Never have been. Probably never will be. I think trade Trey Lance for draft picks. Continue to build up capital. Continue to um, build your team the way that you plan on John Lynch because you're one of the best GMs. And... Brock Purdy is your guy. What else do you need to see from Brock Purdy? I should have a podcast episode just talking about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is legit. This dude plays with so much poise and confidence, and he spreads the ball around like nobody's business. George Kittle is 10 times better when Brock Purdy's on the field. Okay, I like Jimmy G. I'm a big Jimmy G guy. Jimmy G getting hurt opened the door for a young man, Brock Purdy, to show that he is ready to be a starting quarterback on an NFL team. Not just an NFL team, a Super Bowl winning caliber team. Brock Purdy is the real deal. There's nothing more we have to see from Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy could win a Super Bowl in his rookie year when he didn't even play a full season and he was the last pick. Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. They should make a movie about this guy already. There's no reason... 
and nobody would have picked the 49ers to do what they've done at the beginning of the season if someone said, okay, Trey Lance is going to get hurt. We're putting Jimmy G back in, okay? Then Jimmy G is going to get hurt, and Brock Purdy is going to start for us. Who the hell would say that they were going to make the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? Nobody knew anything about this guy, but he played... I believe it was Iowa State. He played multiple years as a starting quarterback there. He played against pretty decent teams at the collegiate level. He knows the system. He knows how to run an offense. He's a true field general. And he makes the throws he has to make to win games. He limits the mistakes. He really doesn't turn it over hardly at all. And he he's just already developed this natural chemistry with uh, George Kittle, with Devo Samuel, in the short amount of time that Samuel's been on the field with him, with Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey believes in him. He's expressed that publicly, how good he, how much he likes Brock Purdy. So I'm just saying, guys, I could see the 49ers winning it all with Brock, and I could also see the Eagles winning it all because they've been, you know, one of my favorites the whole way through this season, just seeing how that team has been built. So Howie Roseman and and John Lynch, arguably the two best GMs in all the NFL. Those two guys have the two best teams in all the NFL. No shocker there. And one of these two juggernauts has to do it, guys. I mean, I think an Eagles 49ers NFC Championship game could be one of the most, I mean, impressive matchups on paper that we could ever see. I mean, in, in, in recent memory, I think that would be a loaded NFC Championship. The stars that would be on display with Eagles 49ers. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> so let's just, let's just pray for that. Everybody pray for that. Eagles 49ers NFC Championship. Um, so I'm going to wrap up this episode. This was going to be a quick one. I said 15 minutes earlier. It's going to end up being closer to 25. But we're going to keep it quick. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to talk about the important stuff, the headlines, and then we're going to move on to the next day so that everybody has time to just grind this out, listen to this episode on the way to work, on the way home from work, whenever you're just chilling with your coffee in the morning. It doesn't matter. Just get this through your freaking head. Get this through your, your thick skull, all right? Because we're here to stay. Sports Bar Jockeys, we're back on the map. I promise you I will be uploading an Instagram page today. Uh, for Sports Bar Jockeys, like I said, so that we can get in contact with our fans, with our listeners, and just kind of get this ball rolling. Get the, get us back on the train tracks, all right? So I appreciate you guys listening today. Um, we got to talk a little bit of playoff football just to see where we're at right now with some really good matchups coming this weekend. I don't know if we're going to have another football episode before this weekend. We'll have to see. Maybe I'll do one this weekend while the games are going on. Okay, that's a possibility. And then obviously, coming soon, the baseball season Spring training is on the horizon. Um, and I just wanted to I wanted to do an episode. That that stuff got me all hyped up. You know, seeing all the uh the new stuff coming to, uh coming for next season. Uh, you know, we're gonna have to obviously talk some Phillies, um, talk some Braves, just talk some baseball. And there's so much to talk about. And uh the World Series odds, I just checked them again today. Phillies are seventh on that list. Okay. I think it's a little bit disrespectful that they're seven on the list because they were a couple wins away uh, from winning it last year with a juggernaut team on the other side of the diamond. And I mean, for them to even win a couple games against Houston, who didn't lose to anybody else in the postseason, I mean, come on, man. Give the Phillies some more love. We just got Trey Turner, who I personally believe is a top five player in all baseball. Trey Turner joining the Phillies, joining superpower team with Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber. And I understand Bryce is going to miss the first part of the season, but is it really going to matter that much? They didn't have to win. They only had to win, what, 80 couple games last year to make the playoffs. All you got to do is get in, get hot at the right time and go on a run with your ridiculous bats and your unreal pitching 
okay? And and not just is their pitching good last year, their pitching is even better this year, okay? The bullpen was a main issue for the Philadelphia Phillies, okay? They addressed that bullpen. They got Craig Kimbrell. They got Gregory Soto. They got Matt Strom. They're just adding to the names that they already had. Dominguez, Alvarado, Baladi, Brogdon. I mean, the bullpen is loaded, okay? They needed one more starter, maybe two more starters, just to have that depth to get through the season. They did it. They added Taiwan Walker. And now, prospect, number one pitching prospect in all of baseball, Andrew Painter, is going to have a shot to make that team this year. So if you take a rotation of Nola, Wheeler, Suarez, uh, Painter, and Walker out there with that bullpen and them bats... It's going to be tough to beat that team, guys. It really is. So um, we'll talk more baseball soon. appreciate you guys listening to the episode today. Much more to come. Check out our Instagram. As I said, most likely going to be tagged at Sports Bar Jockeys. Um, we'll see if I have to add any numbers at the end of that. But please, shout us out. Talk to us. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.